Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Welcome to Kramer Says. Kramer Says. Be part of the show at KramerSays.com. Interact on Twitter at KramerSEC. Now, Kramer Says. Howdy, howdy, howdy. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. It is Monday, August 1st. We have officially made it into fall. I've always counted August as the first month, so bear with me. I may be wrong. I don't know. But I've always looked at August as the the first month of uh, a fall. I know it's the hottest month of summer, but give me this one thing, okay? Just chill out. <laughs> hey, um, Paul Krugman, if you know who he is, he's an economist. He's always spouting his mouth off about one thing or another. And recently he was asked by the potato over on MSNBC, I'm sorry, the potato over on CNN, uh, Brian Stelter, to to talk about whether what we're going through right now is a recession or not. Once and for all, let's put this to bed. Paul Krugman speaks. Welcome to the program. Thank you for coming on. Hi, thanks for having me. Can we dispense with the recession debate real quick? Are we in a recession, and does the term matter? <laughs> uh, no, we aren't, and no, it doesn't. Okay, there you go. I'm not going to play the rest of it. doesn't matter. They, they, they blow platitudes up each other's asses for the next 10 minutes. Uh, let me tell you what Krugman was saying in 19. This is Paul Krugman um, speaking to a group in 2019 when Trump was still president, uh, predicting what would happen underneath Trump. Now, now listen closely what he says. There's one phrase that he uses here very clearly that l- tends to lead me to believe that he knew going in what was happening. Listen closely to what he says. We'll talk about it after we come out. But what I would take from it is just the general policy lesson is, look, it, it seems quite possible that there's still quite a lot of slack. Okay, by slack, he's talking about there's a lot of money still in the market and what that's going to do to the economy with inflation, recession, etc., Listen closely. This is in 2019. Trump is president. Krugman is not a Trump fan, so he's going to do everything he can to make Trump look bad. Now, listen closely to what he's saying and the dire warnings that he has in 2019 about the economy if it stays the way it is and nothing bad happens. Uh, in, in the advanced world as a whole. We don't know that for sure, but it looks like there is. And at the same time, there is very little monetary space. By monetary space, he means there's no more lending available. They're going to they're going to restrict the lending. Krugman continues, which should give us a lot of anxiety. We should be worrying yeah. a lot because if if we're in this situation now, mm-hmm. when nothing really bad has happened lately, okay, nothing bad has happened lately. That's what Krugman was saying in 2019, before. We'd faced COVID. He was worried in 2019 about how much money was in the system, uh, how the credit was tightening. Uh, He was worried how it was going to affect a number of different things, not only a recession, but inflation. Listen closely. Uh, We're in big trouble. Mm -hmm. Sooner or later, something really bad will happen. And so Mm -hmm. I think the the two factors together mean that we should be worrying a lot about what can we do to give us some some more space for policy response. do you hear that? Now, he's talking at the Brookings Institute, and he's talking about the future that he sees. Now, did he know about COVID around the corner? Had he been filled in yet? Maybe, maybe not. But he's saying that regardless, 
we're in bad shape. It's even going to be worse if something bad happens. And what ended up happening? Something bad happened. Krugman continues. Which is going to get us, I think, to some of the other questions that you gave us about inflation targeting and fiscal policy. There we go. Fiscal policy. What the, the Fed is doing right now. And how is that going to affect you and I? They've known about what they've been doing for years. Then you compound the whole situation with what happened with COVID. The perfect storm. And that's where we are right now. Now, what we've got is we've got an administration that is fighting tooth and toenail not to even admit that they're in a recession. They should just own up to it. It looks more stupid for them to deny everything that's going on. Here's what's happened underneath the Biden administration and underneath the leftist FDA and CDC. In the last year, we've changed the definition of the the word vaccine because it didn't meet the criteria. It didn't meet the narrative. I grew up with vaccines, understanding that they protected you from getting a disease or killed the disease once you got it. That's the things that vaccines did for you. Apparently, that's not the term for vaccine anymore. We're not going to have diseases actually killed or stopped. We're just going to treat them. You just don't die from them. It's, it's not as bad. You still get sick and yeah, you go to the hospital, but you're not, you're not dead. Well, the vaccines we had before made sure you didn't get sick and you didn't go to the hospital. So... As we move forward with technology, we're getting worse at making vaccines. Something doesn't sound right, folks. I'll tell you what really doesn't sound right is this problem that Hunter Biden has with his electronic devices. What is the problem? I've got a number of different computers. I've got a number of different laptops. I know exactly where all of them are at all time. That's maybe that's because I'm not smoking crack on a daily basis. Can't say the same thing for Hunter. This clip here comes from uh, Fox News. Charlie Kirk and Miranda Devine are on with Maria Sunday Morning Futures and talking about the, the newest revelations about what's been discovered about Hunter Biden's phone. Seems it's been cracked or information has been released about it. That information has been handed over to the RNC. We'll see what happens with it next. This is Miranda Devine's report on what's happened so far and where we stand. Well, look, this new communication is really a bombshell and it comes from a whistleblower who has gone to the Republican congressional investigators who are looking into Hunter Biden's laptop. And it's from James Gillia, former special forces uh, from in the UK, uh, links to the UK intelligence. He's uh, heard here talking to another of uh, Hunter's associates about the New York Post story, which had just come out that day in October 2020, uh, blowing the first story that we had on the laptop and they're panicked they're discussing it what are the implications are is joe biden hunter biden joe's campaign going to throw us under the bus now listen to that isn't that interesting that they were worried that joe was going to throw them underneath the bus that's not how it works boys (laughs) you rookies no joe calls the clintons the clintons take care of the trash from that point on Mm Mm-hmm. You think that they're just going to throw you underneath the bus? Not at this level, baby. Mm Mm-mm. You've got to be silenced. Or as we call it, Clinton or Epstein. Miranda Devine continues. James Gillia responds basically with scenarios saying, no, the big guy is not going to throw us under the bus effectively. He refers to Joe Biden as the big guy. Now, remember when that term came out? We first heard that when Hunter Biden's laptop materials were released. Now we're hearing it again. It's confirming that Joe Biden is the big guy. 
So when they were talking about all this money, 10% for the big guy, yeah, now we know who that was. This is cooperation. This is what journalism used to be. And it's not being done by journalists right now, by the way. It's being done by whistleblowers. And are they taking it to journalists? No. They're taking it to the seats of power. They're taking it to people who have power to get this information out. Why? Because they cannot trust the mainstream media, including Fox. Fox is no better than the rest of them. They've all got an agenda in mind. That's where we are, people. We cannot trust the media. We cannot trust the FBI. We cannot trust the CIA. We cannot trust our government. Because everyone has an agenda or is protecting their ass. Miranda Devine continues. So this is just uh, the sort of clinching moment that we needed to say, uh, corroborate what Tony Bobulinski has already told us, which is that, yes, Joe Biden is the big guy who was in the laptop receiving 10% of one of the biggest deals that Hunter Biden and his uncle Jim Biden did with the Chinese. Now, it's just more news, right? But can we talk about it? Can we say anything about it? Well, we don't know. Will, will social media platforms allow us to discuss this? Is this something that we can talk about? Can we share this information? Well, we can try. But the question is, is will the, will the social media platforms, will the websites, uh, hosting companies, will they allow us to put our message out there? That's the question. And now they're saying, well, these are our platforms. Well, here's the thing. Um, uh, with my web hosting company, we had an issue because they said, well, we've changed the modified. I go, listen, I know you've modified the plans, um, but I paid for an entire year. And until my uh, time is up, you can't cut these services. I'll go find other services. I'm fine with that. But to cut my services now because of, a, because of an ideological, you, you made me pay for a year. That contract that I'm in with you cannot be changed for you. You can't change the terms for at least a year. That's our contract. Funny how when you push people on things that, well, it's going to be a lawsuit if you don't do this. If you don't push them, they will try to roll over you. You just have to stand there and say, I'm not taking this bullshit. And that's exactly what Devin Nunez is saying about this big tech censorship. The big tech platforms won't allow us to, to say or do what we want to do. Fine. Then we'll take them to court. We'll pull our business. That's how you start it. This Devin Nunez talking on Newsmax about big tech censorship in America, where it's going and what the plan is. Again, we have very little time, but I have to ask this question because it's breaking in the news right now. Grassley whistleblower, FBI calling Hunter Biden disinformation, his laptop from inside of the FBI. This is something you know so much about. The FBI yeah. utilizing misinformation and disinformation to shut down a political story. We only have 30 seconds left. But Devin, can you get your take on this amazing bombshell from Senator Grassley? So again, Senator Grassley has information from Hunter Biden's phone and laptop breaking about him being the big guy. And again, the FBI steps up and says, that's Russian disinformation. That's mis misinformation from Russia. Are you tired of this shit, people? Are you tired of being told that the evidence that we have against these people, that it's Russian disinformation? It tells me that they're all in bed together. That one is covering the other for whatever reason. It doesn't matter anymore. I don't care why they're covering it up. You shouldn't care either. It doesn't matter why they're covering it up. National security, uh, it'll be an embarrassment. Uh, uh, we've got other investigations. We don't show our methods and our modes of operation. Bullshit. These are criminals. Stop covering them up. Stop not allowing us to, to, uh, to uh, disclose what we know. 
I mean, take in mind right now is that if you have Hunter Biden's laptop and you reveal just the images, just the images of Hunter Biden with kids, you would be breaking the law by releasing those images, not because they're of him, but because of what he's doing. His actions, by you releasing those pictures, his actions in those images actually make you a criminal just by showing other people what he's doing. That's how bad that is. And the kicker is, is that Hunter Biden has been walking the streets for at least two years while the FBI has had that laptop. They've seen these images. They know what he's guilty of, and yet he still walks around. Devin Nunez continues. Yeah, I think that, look, the key is, and I work with Senator Grassley very closely on the Russia hoax. Here's the bottom line. The Department of Justice is hopelessly corrupt. It's been corrupt since Obama, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. And the fact that, I mean, this is just the tip of the iceberg. That same supposed FBI, alleged FBI agent was all involved in the Russia hoax. This guy and many others like him should not have a job uh, working at the Department of Justice or these intelligence agencies. And look, there's just going to be the Republicans, if they win in November, uh, they're going to have to do investigations like have never been done before yep. because we are seeing unprecedented actions by the Department of Justice in this country that needs to stop or it's going to lead to even more and more strife in this country. Nunez has hit the nail right on the head. We have to expect more out of our politicians. They need to start doing what they were supposed to do, what they've been elected to do, which is, which is protect our rights and hold criminals accountable. But they've become the criminals, folks. Greg Phillips, you may know him. He was one of the researchers that worked so closely with uh, Dinesh D'Souza on the 2000 Mules documentary. He's the researcher that actually found all of the information. Dinesh D'Souza is the one who uh, helped him spread that information. But Greg Phillips is really the brains and the brawn behind what we've learned so far. They've got new information. He's talking on the um, MJ show, the, I'm sorry, the MG show uh, on Rumble, along with Kerry Lake and the, the, the two commentators, the two hosts of the show. Greg Phillips, Carrie Lake's talking. Greg Phillips goes on here. Now listen closely to what he's saying and listen closely to what his language is. His language is that they're an enemy and they've got to be put down and a boot on their neck. He says it better than I do. I'll let him say it. Greg Phillips. I mean, look, I mean, we've got to, we, we as a movement has to have to learn how to just destroy these people. You can't let them linger right. around. We've, we've proven over and over and over again across the decades that if you, if you, you know, take your boot off their throat, they're going to somehow reemerge, steal it from you, cheat, whatever. Everyone in Arizona has got to get out and vote and make it be a landslide. Destroy this, yep. this McCain mafia once and for all and be done with this. This is going to be the most massive blow to the, to the establishment, if you will, uh, that, yep. that we've seen in, in decades. And, um, and Kerry's going to deliver just an incredible victory for America. It's why she's America's governor. Um, and I, I, I'm just I mean, it, I'm so I'm so just proud to even be even be near them and near the work they're doing. Now, I know I'm I, I know I'm jumping around a bit today uh, on what we're talking about, but it's important to kind of tie these things together. So as Greg Phillips uh, is helping work with Kerry Lake in Arizona, they're trying to bring forward the um, the election fraud that happened in 2020. Um that's what Greg Phillips is doing. He's been working with uh, Dinesh D'Souza's group. He has another bombshell announcement that he's going to be making here in the next few days. And um, what's interesting about what they're doing is that 
it's in the backdrop. We're not we're not hearing anything about what he's doing. Now, there, I know that a lot of you on social media, when I make an announcement of what we found or what's been disclosed, you go, well, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's ever going to happen. Okay, you're absolutely right. Nothing will happen with your actions because you're, you'll never do anything. Yes, I'm preaching at you. You'll sit there and complain, but you physically will not do anything. And you've got a million different reasons. I'm busy. I've got the kids. I've got work. I, yep, we all do. Every one of us do. All of us have those things in our place. We all have multiple things on our plate. But somehow we still we still seem to get it done. So it's an excuse. That, that's what you're making is an excuse. But the work is being done. People are working behind the scenes. Greg Phillips is doing that. Um, there, there are a ton of people, the, uh, the group down in Georgia that's working. The, the, the group, um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but the, the gentleman out of Pennsylvania. One guy has been the catalyst for Pennsylvania getting laws changed and stuff. One guy, one man. He just wouldn't stop. He's the squeaky wheel. That's what you need to be. So while all of this is going on, meanwhile, we've got crazy Nancy Pelosi deciding for whatever reason, we still have not been given a reason as to why she's doing it, decides to, as Speaker of the House, to fly off to China. I'm sorry, not China, Taiwan. <laughs> I, I don't want to make that mistake. Um, she's going to Taiwan for whatever reason, and the Chinese are not happy. Just read out that uh, that concerning suggestion from Chinese state media that uh, the Chinese could potentially shoot down Pelosi's plane. They said on Twitter, if U.S. fighter jets escort Pelosi's plane into Taiwan, it is an invasion. The PLA has the right to forcibly dispel Pelosi's plane and the U.S. fighter jets, including firing warning shots and making tactical movement of obstruction. If ineffective then shoot them down. So that is probably the most um, escalated rhetoric we've heard over this whole potential trip. A Pentagon source tells me that the most concerning thing that they've heard so far about a potential Chinese response would be a flyover of the red line or potential naval activity. I just asked John Kirby about this and whether they would, uh, how the U.S. might respond. He refused to speculate on what the U.S. response might be uh, and said so far the White House doesn't see any concrete indications of upcoming Chinese military activity but said there's no reason for this to come to blows or have any increased physical tension because because there has been no change in U.S. policy toward Taiwan. Pelosi just took some questions on her upcoming travel plans, but she would not confirm a Taiwan stop. She did say this, though. We have global responsibilities, uh, whether it comes to three things, I would say, security, economy, and governance. And this will be part of that. This morning, the Chinese issued a new warning against this visit from Pelosi, saying it violates their red line, would be met with resolute countermeasures. China sees it as a violation of the U.S. promise to stay out of Taiwan independence efforts. But, of course, lawmakers from both parties have pushed the speaker to go anyway and said anything less would be caving to pressure from China. Now, the White House refuses to say uh, whether they view this warning of death by fire over uh, Taiwan um, involvement and escalation but they did have a pretty rosy readout of the call between Biden and Xi and uh, agreed to a face-to-face -face meeting after their two hours. So there you go. Nancy's going to Taiwan for whatever reason. And it sounds like a big story. Everybody's concerned. They're going to shoot down her plane. Theater, folks. 
It's all theater. Why? Well, because they want you to forget about this issue. This is Lara Logan. She's in Arizona, again with Carrie Lake, a totally different meeting and, and, and uh, seminar. But they are going over what's going on on the southern border. And what's actually happening? So as, as the media has you focused on Ukraine and what's going on in Taiwan and all of these produced dramas, we have real issues happening in this country on our own border. Listen closely to what Laura, Lara Logan has to say about what the government officials at the border are giving illegal aliens. And now when people come across the border illegally, I have this confirmed from Border Patrol agents who are actually physically doing this. They get given a social security number. They get assigned a social security number. And why would you get a social security number at the border? Why is that necessary? So you can vote. So you can register to vote. If you've got an SS card, you can vote. Nobody's going to stop you. It's going to take all kinds of things to unravel this issue. If you've got a Social Security card, there's a number of different things that you can do in this country. You are basically a citizen of this country at that point. As an illegal, not even on the books, not even registered, not, not a citizen getting Social Security. Lara Logan continues. Cross. I'm not sure how many of you are aware of that. And if you really want to know when the cheating starts, it's long before you get to the polls, yep. right? I mean, think about it. It starts with the census. It starts with counting illegal immigrants in the census. How do you determine uh, how many members of Congress you get? Population size, right? So, how does, you know, California has all these delegates at the, at the Electoral College. And you don't just get more money from the federal government for your increased population. You don't just get more congressional candidates uh, representing you. But what else do you get? You get an opportunity to pad the voter rolls. Yep with people who uh, are being completely and utterly exploited. And there's one thing that I've, that I've learned as I've been investigating this is they love euphemisms, mm -hmm. right? They love euphemisms because it's, it's all about democracy and if there's any form of... Have you heard that lately? I'm going to interrupt here for a second, but you, have you heard this, this push towards democracy that we have to protect democracy? We have to protect democracy. We have to protect democracy. Meanwhile, they're doing this bullshit behind the scenes. Whatever they say they're supporting, they're actually tearing down. Whatever they say they're doing to help is actually to hinder. Logan continues. Voter security, that's voter suppression and racism and white supremacy. Yep. And if it's the other side, you know, anything we can do to get more people out to vote. But actually, when you, when you talk to the canvassers, they'll tell you that when they go into the low-income areas... You know, sometimes they're predominantly Hispanic, sometimes they're black, sometimes they're white. But that's where they find the most fraud. Because yep. those people, the most vulnerable. Yep. The most vulnerable are the ones most interested. They want to vote. And so they're trying to get them flipped over. That's why they're making such an effort in Colorado to, to expand the drop boxes throughout the state. Now, they'll claim that Colorado is the safest place you can, can vote in the country. But that's not proven. That's hyperbole. It's all bullshit. How can you say it's the safest if you won't allow an audit to happen? If you won't allow transparency to happen? How can you say it's the safest? Well, we know what happens. We were told that the 2020 election was the most secure and transparent in U.S. history. And it's the most debated election of all time. I mean, think about it. The 2020 election was the first election in U.S. history that you could not discuss in public. That you couldn't say, well, I think this or this or this happened. You definitely could not do it on social media. 
they would tell you, they'd take you down. YouTube is still taking people down if they say that there was a problem with the 2020 election. I don't trust something that I can't talk about. I don't, I don't trust a group of people that I can't discuss openly. If I can't bring up their information or their record in public, if that's uh, something you're not supposed to do, then those are the people you have to fucking talk about the loudest. Like these idiots over on MSNBC that are so proud of what uh, Gina Griswold, the Secretary of State in Colorado, has done. They're so, they're so excited about putting even more of these drop boxes into the system. The drop boxes that everyone claims, all security people with elections claim, are the most dangerous and irresponsible thing that you can do, they've chosen to do. And she's proud of it. Listen closely. One more, one more question, Secretary Griswold, before we let you go. Ever since Donald Trump complained about drop, drop, ballot drop boxes, <laughs> they've unfairly become a hot button issue. But what is that issue really about? Well, we've seen Donald Trump and extremists around him use lies to try to uh, put down the basis for voter suppression. And there's no voter suppression, people. Anyone can vote once. There's no voter suppression from the right. Wanting to know who's voting to ensure that they haven't voted somewhere else or that they're legal to vote. They don't seem to have a problem with it when you go get a gun. When you exercise that right, you've got to show your ID to get a gun to exercise that right. Why don't you have to show an ID to vote to make sure that you're the right person? They can't follow through on that, though. They can't get that mentality is just beyond them. Because they're they're thinking of the nine different ways they can kill the unborn. That's what's always at the, at the top of their, their thought process. I may have gotten that chick knocked up. I may be knocked up. I need abortion. That is what's running through their mind all the time because they're over-sexualized. <laughs> Gina Griswold, the Secretary of State of Colorado, continues. And pushing out, um, you know, massive misinformation so Americans don't have as much faith in elections. We don't have faith in elections, Jenna, because of what you guys are doing. These actions right here, listen to what she's so proud about. The, the actions that she's taking are, are what are giving us this position where we don't believe in the elections because they're not like they've always been. The security isn't there. You've got a box in the middle of nowhere that anybody can drop as many ballots in as they want, and then nobody holds them accountable. Somebody rolls up with 30, 40, 50 ballots, and they go, well, that's that's normal. Don't worry about that. That, that action is illegal, and they refuse to investigate it. They refuse to find out who these people are. But they're proud of what they're doing. Why? Because it's getting them what they want. They believe that this is the way to power. That little bit of cheating, that's okay. That's fine. I'm not cheating. I'll make it um, more, I'll make it easier to cheat. That's what she's saying. They, they, they take no culpability in what they do. And I'm, we're making it easier for people to vote. We're also making, making it easier for people to cheat. When you're making it easier for people to cheat then it doesn't matter about the right to vote because those people's votes got watered down by the cheaters. You're making it easier to water down my vote, their vote, your vote. That's what this is about, people. It's about power. And these actions that they're taking, why is it, why should it be easier to vote? Why should it be easier to vote? Why should it be so easy that it opens it up to fraud? Why should it be that easy? Why is it so, why don't they do the same thing with my, my right to buy a gun? Why do I have to jump through all these fucking hoops to exercise that one right? But the right to vote, they're making it easier and easier and easier. Why don't they do the same with the right to buy a firearm or to purchase a firearm? You know exactly why. This idiot continues. 
Uh, but I'll tell you, Colorado is considered the safest state in the nation to cast a ballot. How do they know that? How, how, how can you possibly know that it's the safest place in the U.S. to cast a ballot? That's hyperbole. That's bullshit. She made that shit up. That's a fucking lie. There's no way you can know that. But that's what politicians do. That's what the mainstream media allows them to do. If you're on the left, if I had said that on the right, they would have questioned me. Just like I question what she said, because it's bullshit. There's no way that you can know that. The cunt continues. I've increased drop boxes by over 65%, and voters awesome. have used them. Uh, our last uh, uh, election in 2021, and then our statewide primary we just had, over 98% of voters chose to use a drop box. Did you hear that? She's saying that 98% of voters in Colorado would choose to use a drop box over going in person. Or mailing it in. I call bullshit. This is the, the fastest way to, to bring fraud into an election ever. I mean, look at what just happened. Look at what just happened in Wisconsin, where uh, some Republicans were upset about what they thought happened in 2020. And so what they did was to showcase just how bad the system is, they ordered the um, mail-in ballots. They used the app that the state provided. They ordered the mail-in ballots, the absentee ballots, for uh, Speaker of the House Robin Voss, along with the mayor of Racine, uh, Wisconsin. They wanted to showcase how easy it was to commit fraud. So 10 people went in, and, and they did this, and they got 10 ballots. Well, they got 20, actually, total. And then when they took these ballots in to the election system, the elections board, to showcase how easy it was to defraud the system, now they're under investigation. They've showcased. The, the speaker and the mayor had no idea that their ballots had already been harvested, that they'd already had those ballots out there. They thought that they were going to be able to vote on election day. Imagine what would have happened if somebody had actually voted for them instead of just showing, hey, listen, this is how easy we are, this is how easy it was for us to get these ballots. You've got to fix this situation. They're investigating the whistleblowers again. The people who came forward to say, hey, there's a problem. Now the guy who did this, he says, the guy who's the ringleader, he says, if I have to be arrested and go to court to showcase that in court I was doing this to showcase how easy it is to cheat. And I'm being investigated and brought to trial because, not because I broke the law, but because I, I, I showcased that anyone can do this. Imagine if it wasn't Robin Voss, or ma imagine if it wasn't the mayor, uh, Corey, something, Corey Mason, the mayor of, um, of Racine, Wisconsin. Imagine if it, if it wasn't those, if it was just, you know, some lady down the street. Would she know? Would she have a voice? Would she be able to get an investigation started? What I find interesting is that the sheriff that's part of the, um, the, 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 um, the sheriff of that county refused to arrest the people. He said, no, I'm not going to do that. They've, they've showcased that there's an issue here. So he refused to, to go arrest the people that, the, that the, the state wants arrested because they want to investigate them for showcasing that there's a crime or the potential for crime in these systems. It's it, folks, I, 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 I hate to be the black pill every day, but these these issues, it keeps going back to why I don't believe that we're going to have a fall election. I just don't see how we're going to do it. What, one of the things that that makes me believe this is what um, Matt Gates, the representative out of Florida, uh, just said. Here's what's interesting in what he said. Listen closely to what Matt Gates said here recently. Uh, I believe it was a couple of days ago at the, uh, the, the uh, Turning Point USA deal where he talks about what his plans are 
Um, and what he plans to do this fall, listen closely, and this is why I don't believe that we'll have elections this fall. They're going to want to circle the wagons and protect themselves. They cannot allow a red wave to happen this fall, and this is why. This is just one of the reasons why. And so let me speak to you directly, Hunter. I asked the FBI where your laptop was, and it seems they've misplaced it. How weird. But it just turns out that I have a copy right here. I entered it in the congressional record. We have your texts, we have your emails, we have the payments from Burisma, we have your travel records, we even know the Chinese communists who own you. You and the big guy have never lived one day under real Republican oversight. So these... There you go. That's why I don't believe that they'll have elections this fall. I don't believe that they'll allow themselves to be held accountable. Do you? Fauci's another one. I mean, look at what he's doing now. After everything that we've gone through over the last two years, now he's saying, well, we may have to look at these vaccines and do a little bit more research because, well, they didn't, it didn't pan out like we quite thought they would. This is Tucker Carlson talking about what's going on with Fauci and the vaccines and the backpedaling they're currently doing. There's been a, yeah. a number of studies. New York yeah. Times just did one about um, sure. menstruating cycles and how that is affected by vaccines. Yeah, though, well, the menstrual thing uh, is, is something that... The menstrual thing. The, 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 the menstrual thing. Did you hear what he called it? The menstrual thing. Not women suffering. Not women having um, their lives uh, upended. The menstrual thing. He couldn't care less, folks. Seems to be quite transient and, and temporary. That's the point. That's one of the... That's what it appears so far. But you said it wasn't going to happen. You said these drugs were safe and effective, Anthony. And they're not. The idiot continues. We need to study it more. Oh, we need to study it more. <laughs> we need to study it more. It's just like human fertility, reproducing the species, the most important event in most people's lives. We need to study it more. Oh, but it's too late. We just forced millions of women to take that drug. There you go. That's what you have to keep in mind. We're not out of the woods yet. There is no studying this and going back. There are millions, millions of women in childbearing years that have this drug in their body and they don't know what it does. They have no idea what the fuck it does. They have no idea what it's going to do long, long term, not just to these women, but the children who took it, the children whose parents said, yes, I trust the government implicitly. Even after they've lied to me, time after time after time, I'm going to listen to them because I think that they're the experts. They're not, folks. I know a lot of you that are listening. You, you live currently in the, the type of neighborhoods that I grew up in. And you're not, you're not rubbing elbows with the people that um, run the city or the state that you live in. Now, I grew up like that, and I wasn't privy to that either. But as an adult, I now run in those circles. And let me tell you something. The thing that concerns me most is that these people aren't any smarter than you and I. Do you think that they've got B doctors? Do you think that they have doctors that you know, just quite 
just just made it just a little, just squeaked through school. Well, those people are everywhere. Everywhere. I've got a cardiologist buddy of mine, one of the smartest guys I know, total moron. An idiot when it comes to common sense. And I'm, I'm sure you've heard this before. But these people are not any smarter than you and I are. They may be more educated, but when it comes to brains, common sense, putting this together with this, you get them out of their realm. They have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. There, there's an example. There's a lady on TikTok that is a, she builds robots. She's a genius. She's an engineer. Had no idea that there was a product called a KVM, keyboard video mouse. She had, she had worked all of this fancy stuff and made all of these connections to be able to do what she wanted with her computer. Had no idea that a $40 product would have saved her hours of anguish in what she developed. She had no idea. I'll have, to, I'll have to put that on there. I saved I saved her video specifically for this because what it showcases is an old adage that if you ask a carpenter to build you an artificial heart, what's he going to build it out of? He's going to build it out of what he knows best, wood. And will wood work as an artificial heart? It will not. So even though he's built it and even though he's, he's trained in what he does, he doesn't know everything about everything. As much of an expert as he is at wood, he doesn't know about the human heart. So when he goes to build something he doesn't know, he starts with what, what he does know and he knows wood. Well, that's what all experts deal with. So if they don't know anything as a doctor or an epidemiologist about the supply chain issue or the supply chain process and that we're just in time, then they won't equate that into what they're going to propose. And that's what happened with Dr. Burks. She said in her book that we should still be under lockdown, that that's what would have saved us. She never had any faith whatsoever in the, the vaccines. And she knew that masks wouldn't work. The only thing to do was to keep us all away from each other for a year or two, because she still advocates that we be shut down. We go back to Tucker talking about Fauci saying that these drugs that they forced into everybody's bodies, yeah, they're not working like we thought. We've got to put more study into them. Sorry. So how did they release a vaccine and then make it mandatory when they didn't understand the long-term effects of the drug? Because they didn't care. They didn't care, Tucker. They don't care. They still don't care. And they would make you take another drug tomorrow if, if, if they thought that they could get power from it or that they could stop what's going to happen this fall. They would, they would mandate another drug in a heartbeat to stop Trump from coming back into office. They don't care. That's the simple answer. That's a very good question. Here's Deborah Burks. She's the former White House COVID response director, again on Fox News. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection, and I think we overplayed the vaccines and it made... But she never fucking spoke out. She didn't say a thing. She stood there at that podium behind Fauci and the rest of them and pushed this fucking drug that she knew wouldn't work. If I did the same thing with a gun in my hand and someone died, I'm culpable in their murder. I'm culpable in their death. I'm culpable in that homicide. She doesn't realize what she just said. Listen closely again what she just said. She has no idea. She thinks she has clearance because, well, we were doing what we were supposed to do. Following orders is not a defense. You're supposed to speak up. That's why we hire you, you fucking cunt. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection. And I Does think that make you mad? That makes me mad. It makes me so mad I can't even run the gear. Does that make you mad? 
Let's play it again. Let's hear her say it one more time. She didn't say one word when Fauci was saying this is going to get us out and save us. This is going to get us back to work. This is going to get us back to, to normal. When Fauci and the rest of them were saying this, she kept quiet. This is what she says today when she's got a book to sell. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection. And I think we overplayed the vaccines and it made people then worry that it's not going to protect against severe disease and hospitalization. It- okay, so... Here's the question, America, or wherever you're listening to this at. If they overplayed it once, would they do it again? Absolutely. So here's what I t- here's my takeaway. These motherfuckers can't be trusted. This cunt in particular. She knew the drugs would not work. She knew that there might be side effects. She didn't care. She wanted to be at the top, so she kept her mouth shut. And she moved out the guy who said just the opposite of what she's saying. The guy who said, hey, I don't think these vaccines are going to work. We got to give him some room. She moved him out. He was saying it out loud, Dr. Scott, and she got rid of him. In fact, in her book, she goes on in great detail about how he was a major problem for them. Because what he was saying was the truth. He wasn't standing up there. He wasn't standing up there and, and, and watching Fauci speak and, and tell the American people that, hey, if you take this drug, we can get back to normal. No, in her head, this is what she was hearing. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection. and I- Doesn't that make you mad? She goes on. As you were being forced to take a drug against your will to keep your job, she said this. She was saying this. She was saying that she didn't trust in him. She didn't speak up. She didn't say these aren't going to be the saving grace. That's not what she did. She kept quiet. I wonder if she'll be quiet when she's hanging. Let's see what she says then. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection. And I think we overplayed the vaccines and it made people then worry that it's not going to protect against. It's not that we were worried. We saw you for what you were. You're fucking liars. A lie by omission is still a lie. If someone tells you a lie and the person standing next to them doesn't go, well, that's bullshit. And they know it to be bullshit. Then they lied along with them. They went along with the lie. A lie by omission is still a lie. You fucking cunt. Severe disease and hospitalization. It will. But let's be very clear. 50% of the people who died from the Omicron surge were older, vaccinated. Okay, so her, her reasoning is, we, I didn't think they were going to work, but the old people, they got it and they were vaccinated. They got Omicron and they survived. She goes on to say eventually that, well, the reason that uh, I didn't have any faith in it in stopping the disease, but I thought that it might treat people better. They didn't know. It was all guesswork, as they call themselves. They're, they're, they are practicing physicians. Ask a, ask a doctor why you sleep. Every time a doctor says, I've got to take a new drug or I got to do this or I got to do that, I ask him one question. Are you sure this is going to work? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Why do I sleep? What happens to me when you give me a drug and I become unconscious? When you go to operate on me, what happens? Why am I unconscious? Why don't I feel the pain? Why am I disconnected from my body? They can't answer you. Folks, they have no idea why you sleep. They have no idea what happens to your brain and your body when you're unconscious. They have no idea. So if they don't know about something that I do eight hours a day when I sleep or something that they can do to me where they put me under and my brain and my body are no longer connected, I don't feel pain. If they don't know why that's happening, I'm going to be a little bit hesitant to trust anything else they say. It's like when they, 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 they tell us that, you know, this and this and this is going on with the earth. 
but we're still finding new fish and new animals across the planet that we've never seen before. You don't know everything about everything, and you can't know 25% about something and think that you know everything because that's what these idiots do. That's what they're doing with this DNA. That's what they're doing with trying to become gods. If you listen to what Yuval Harari says, he wants to start programming people. This vaccine was the very first step. Now they're coming forward and saying, yeah, yeah, it does kind of fuck with your, 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 your uh, DNA. Yeah, it can have permanent, it can make permanent changes in your DNA. Now they're coming forward and saying it. They did when they released it. And this cunt, Dr. Burks, and her fucking asshole friend, Dr. Fauci, they pushed us on the American people, and they've got to hang. When the red takes over, when the red wave happens, if it ever happens, I don't think it will. I think they're going to stop it. But that's why I think they're going to stop it. There are so many people like her and Fauci and the others that are culpable in these crimes against humanity that have happened over the last two years that these people have to be indicted, tried, convicted, and then executed for their crimes. Yes, I said it. That's the plan. That's the plan that we have to look forward to. That's the plan that Q has been promising, right? That we're going to get this bullshit taken care of? Well, it doesn't happen by, by being silent about it. They're culpable for crimes. They need to be held accountable. Keep in mind right now that we've got a lady sitting in prison that was an Uber driver for kids that she delivered se- uh, kids to, to the elite for sex. She sits in jail. They're free. Do you think that they've stopped? They haven't. They haven't. And it's all connected, folks, because there's no accountability. The mainstream media hides the information. The government hides the information. The FBI hides the information. The DOJ hides the information. The only way this stops is if all of these people are outed all at one time. And I have a feeling that that's going to be sooner than later. Tucker Carlson continues. What? Stop the pre- Quote, I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection. Really, Deborah Burks? But somehow you forgot to mention that as people were being fired from their jobs for not taking this on the premise that if they took it, they would never be infected. When do you get criminally charged? Soon, we hope. Yep. And then there's the effect of the COVID vaccines on the elderly, the population most at risk. According to The Lancet, no less than... Vaccinated people around Joe Biden's age are 80% more likely to become sick after taking the COVID shot as compared to unvaccinated people. Wait, what? 80% more likely to become sick after taking the shot that was supposed to prevent them from getting sick? How is this not the banner headline? I'll tell you why, Tucker. I'll tell you why it's not the banner headline. Because the media is in on it. They want this to happen. There's no other solution. There's no other, there's no other, there's nothing else you can come to the conclusion of that that has to be it. They're all in on it together. They have an agenda. They have a plan. That's why I know we don't. That's why I know that Q doesn't exist. And I, and I know I keep beating this, but for you people that are listening that have any thought about Q, be, where the fuck is Q? We've got all of this information. Why isn't Q dropping this on a daily basis? Dr. Burke's coming out and saying what she's saying. Fauci now coming out and saying, well, we, we know, we know. Now, I'm not all bad news. I, I like to bring in good news from time to time. And I do have good news with this last clip here. This is the last clip we'll pay to, play today. This is from Cash Patel. Uh, he was on the, he, was, he worked with Trump in the Trump administration. Um, and it's interesting what Liz Cheney has done in trying to convict 
or indict Trump has actually done just the opposite. Cash Patel explains how. Of the courthouse. And what Liz Cheney has done is literally exonerated President Trump of the very charge her committee is leading against President Trump, insurrection. She has come out and said that the Department of Defense, the Secretary of Defense, um, has stated that President Trump never gave an order, and that's important, that's the exact verbiage she used, an order to deploy the United States military in D.C. on January 6th. That's true. We didn't do that. Because had we done that, and had President Trump actually gave us an order, which he never did, that's the very definition of a coup and committing an insurrection. The law is supremely clear in Posse Comitatus, a federal statute that has been interpreted by this U.S. Supreme Court, and it only has one interpretation. It's very simple. The President of the United States cannot use the Department of Defense's uniformed officers and deploy them domestically for law enforcement purposes at all, period. Okay, now, did you hear what he just said? It's illegal for the President to utilize Uniformed troops, or troops, U.S. troops, on U.S. soil. Illegal. He can't do that. He didn't do that. But listen how Liz Cheney has now turned that around to make that a lawful process seem to the uneducated and the idiots out there like what he did was an, un, un, was an unlawful process. Listen closely. So what Liz Cheney doing is a sleight of hand. And I remind our audience, Liz Cheney is on the Armed Services Committee. She oversees the Department of Defense. Her father owns Halliburton, the largest defense contractor on planet Earth. Yeah, she's not a dummy. She knows exactly what she's doing and exactly how she's utilizing this language. Made billions of dollars. There is no way Congresswoman Cheney doesn't know the law. Yep. What she does know is how to be partisan and politicize national security as evidenced by her participation in the Jan 6 committee and conducting interviews like this, where they tout a headline. And most Americans don't know this, nor should they. They shouldn't know the inner workings of the Department of Defense or the law as it relates to the deployment of soldiers within American boundaries. She knows that. She's capitalizing on people's lack of knowledge, and then going to the media and asking them to put out these fake news headlines. And now she's basically trying to have it both ways. She's saying, because we've covered this extensively on our show before, about President Trump flat out authorized the use of the United States National Guard. That's the only thing he can do under the law. He can, he can authorize it. We've shown that that authorization happened before January 6th, days before January 6th. We've shown that we at the Department of Defense and me as the Chief of Staff took those offers of authorization to the Capitol Police, to Mayor Bowser who runs DC. They rejected it. Why is that important? Just to remind our audience, the National Guard can only be used domestically if two things happen. There's a presidential authorization and there's a request by the local governing authority for that assistance. So now you've heard the rules. What is Trump allowed to do? What is the president allowed to do? And then, and then what did he do? That's important to keep in mind. He authorized what he could authorize and said they're available to you if you want them. That was the National Guard. And they said, this is Nancy Pelosi and Mel, Mayor Bowser, they said no. They turned down that offer of help. Um, Patel will go on and, and talk about that here in a moment. But they turned down that assistance. Trump doesn't have the authorization or the power to, to utilize the military. 
However, what we're finding out, and we'll be talking about this tomorrow, is that General Milley, who is in charge of the military under Trump, was taking actions and guiding things behind the scenes that Trump didn't know about, that Trump wasn't directing, that the chief of um, that the commander in chief was not directing. The chief of staff was going to people saying, listen, you have all the National Guard you want. But the actual military was working with the DNC and with Nancy Pelosi behind the scenes. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Cash Patel uh, continues. So we've testified to that under oath. Chris Miller testified to that under oath. The documentation has been shown on our program and many others that support that narrative. And Biden's DOD inspector general uh, interviewed Chairman Mark Milley, who corroborated everything I just said, that the president authorized the troops and that the authorization was declined by Bowser and Pelosi and the Capitol Police. That's on page 31 of Biden's DOD Inspector General report. Why go through all that? Because the facts, and this is what I was talking about earlier when we talk about Hunter Biden, have defeated the fictitious narrative that the January 6th committee has been putting forth, that President Trump did not authorize the security posture at January 6th. Okay, did you hear that? So Liz Cheney is actually helping with Trump's defense. Now, it won't matter because it's a kangaroo court. It's a show court. It's a show trial. This has nothing to do about law. It has nothing to do about justice. It has to do about political expediency. They do not want Trump to be able to run in 2024. They're going to try and and muddy him up as much as possible. And in the 14th Amendment, it stated that if you've been a part of of a previous insurrection or an uprising against the government that you can't run for public office, that you can't run for president. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to, to paint uh, Trump and everybody around him with, the, br- with the, br- the brush of insurrectionists so that they can't be, can't be a part of the system legally. Again, everything the Democrats are trying to do, everything they are doing, is 100% legal. They're using legal um, uh, uh, gamesmanship here to be able to to get their way. Is it ethical? No, it's not ethical. Is it legal? Absolutely is. But keep in mind that everything that Hitler did in Germany, according to German law, everything that Hitler and his groupies did, all of his minions did back in the 1930s and 1940s, all of the murders, all the atrocities, everything that they did was legal in Germany. Most people don't know that. They didn't break a single German law doing what they did. These people abide by the law, live within the law, but break it because they're breaking the spirit of the law. Or they're they're breaking the spirit of why the law was put in place in the first place. Patel continues. He did. And he followed the law. So what did they do? They make up the next iteration of the false cycle. They go on TV and they say and they pray on the lack of knowledge of certain Americans. Stupid people. President Trump never gave an order. Useful I ask everybody that's watching this show, go back in American history and look for a president that has ordered the deployment of the United States military domestically. Tell me if you find one. They don't do it. It's illegal for the president to do that. So when Liz Cheney says he didn't do this as if he had the option to do it, she's lying to you. She's wanting to mislead you. And misleading you on purpose is nothing more than a lie. She's stating the fact. It's it's the truth. But it's what it leads people to believe. That's the lie. And Liz Cheney knows that. But what's even more tragic is that you have these news programs who are supposed to be unbiased and doing their homework, yep. allowing her 
to roll out this next false narrative and allowing these headlines to perpetuate and no one's correcting them. No one's challenging them. That's that's right. That's what the media is supposed to do. The media is the fourth estate. They're supposed to come forward and say when the right says something that's incorrect, they correct them. And when the left says something incorrect, they correct them. They hold them accountable. They have not been doing that. They've been playing sides for at least 20 years. It's, it, it wasn't until I was in my, my mid-30s that I really awakened to politics. I wish I had done it earlier. But it was I was running a business, and I was trying to get ahead, and it was just every time that I tried to do something, the government was in my way. That's how I got involved in politics. That's how I got involved in government. Is because I didn't like being railroaded as a, as a private individual. Well, you don't have any choice. This is just our policy. Well, the policy sucks, and it's illegal. And so you push back. That's what you do. You resist. You resist. Cash Patel goes on to say that basically what Liz Cheney has done, as dishonest as it is, is it's exonerated Trump. Because Trump never gave an order. She says, specifically, he did not commit a coup because he never had the military come in. That's what it takes. She's lost. So just like the Ukrainian war, they're going to continue to fight until October, but the battle, the war is already lost. She's already lost and knows it. There's nothing that she can do to, to bring any interest to the subject. The American people are tired of the last two years. They're tired of January 6th. They want to move on and get on with their lives, but the Democrats will not allow them to do that. And so we're going to have to fight for it. We're going to have to resist. And by resist, I mean you're going to have to stand physically and raise your voice and say that if we don't stop what we're doing, we're going to lose it all. Yes, standing and resisting, it, it has a price you may lose. But if you don't stand and if you don't fight and if you don't resist, then you've already lost. That wraps it up for today. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. It is Monday, August 1st. We'll see you again tomorrow or as soon as we can. Get more at KramerSays.com. KramerSays.com.